I'm Lauren Green, and this is the Let's Meet for Coffee podcast. This podcast was created so I could have real, authentic, and encouraging conversations with my special guests and with you. We'll talk about faith, relationships, passions, and purpose. So whether you like coffee or tea, mimosas or matcha, grab your drink and join us. We're going to keep it real, grow together, and have some fun. Welcome to another episode of Let's Meet for Coffee. I'm so excited to be hanging out with Diane Aiello tonight. Welcome, Diane. Hey. How are you? So glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. I am so excited. (laughs) Okay, so Diane is a makeup artist. Girl, I did my wing eyeliner for you. (laughs) You look great. (laughs) You You look good. I don't ever do wing eyeliner, but I was like, I got Diane on tonight, so we gotta practice. <laughs> good. I think I forgot to touch up my eyebrows, but whatever. <laughs> it's, cool. it's all good. <laughs> so another special day to all my coffee lovers. I am one of them. Today is International Coffee Day, in case oh, anyone was wondering. Okay, <laughs> I have I have my coffee with almond milk, and I added pumpkin pie spice to it yes but um it's not fancy it's just like that's what i'm drinking though with almond milk yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. how to do it these days if i I knew i i would have gone fancier i didn't realize (laughs) it was coffee like national yeah a lot of people were i guess like duncan and starbucks they all had like their deals and stuff so Mm, always got to shout out coffee day (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely Perfect. Well, we're just going to dive right in. Um, Diane um, is a makeup artist. I know you spent many years in the fashion industry. So Mm -hmm. why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got into doing makeup? You know, it is it is kind of a crazy story. Um, I when I started. okay, so if you picture, if you will, when dinosaurs still roamed the earth, and there was no internet <laughs> and um, there was no Google or any of those things. Like I loved, I grew up loving old movies. And again, this is before we had a bazillion channels and streaming services. So I grew up loving old movies, but being a makeup artist wasn't really a career like it is now. I mean, I feel like everybody's a makeup artist. I feel like every person I talk to knows like two or three makeup artists. So it wasn't like that. It makeup being a makeup artist wasn't really just a regular career yeah when I was growing up so um, I went to college and uh, started college was a criminal justice major so oh wow totally totally different um, but I was really into it and um, I still love so- I'm all about solving problems and so that's what I have taken into my job as a makeup artist and um, so when I was, I did a bunch of retail jobs working at, you know, makeup counters and different things. And then um, I got a job in a salon and I was a receptionist and I just loved that world. And I, I was the kid that, you know, back in the day, <laughs> because we didn't have all the things. And so we would just get our magazines, sit in the bathroom um, on the on the counter and in the mirror, I would just I would constantly be buying makeup and just trying everything on myself. And so then once I got a job as a receptionist, uh, that kind of opened up a world. And then I decided I wanted to go to beauty school. 
I got a job offer to do facials for somebody, went to beauty school. Then when I finished, I realized something, you know, being young and naive. Um, <laughs> and I, I was still a teenager. I mean, I was still, I was still a teenager. Basically I started doing like working at counters and things when I was really young. So anyway, I, then when I went to go get a job with this woman, she wanted me to have a five-year contract with her because she was going to teach me. She was from Eastern European. She was going to teach me all everything that you could possibly want to know about getting perfect skin. And it was an amazing opportunity, but I was like, man, I just got my first car payment and that's only three years. I don't, I'm scared of that. Like I was literally scared that I had three years of car payments. Yeah. And now she's asking me to, uh, have a five-year commitment. So I ended up not doing that. I went and got a job in um, a couple, over time, a couple different salons. And then one day a photographer came in to the place that I was working at. And by this time I was doing skincare and sometimes doing a little bit of makeup, but I loved makeup and I would, you know, always do it on my friends and stuff. He came in and he said, does anybody here, he asked the manager, does anybody here to make up for photo shoots? And my manager did not point to the makeup artists that work there part-time, but to me, she said, oh yeah, Diane does. Cause she knew I loved it and was really had a passion for it. And so I worked with him twice. And then that led to him introducing me to some other people. And of course my personality, I went, yes, I'm going to jump right into this. So I did without knowing everything I needed to know. I just jumped in. And it took me, I'm going to say probably three years at least where I had a full-time job, a part-time job, and then makeup, building my portfolio and doing photo shoots was my side hustle. Wow. And it was, it was a lot because to afford the makeup kit, to afford everything that I needed, it was just so much money. And back then it wasn't digital. Nothing was digital yet. So if I went and did a free photo shoot with somebody to build my portfolio, and if I picked out three images that I loved from it, each image was like 25 to $30 to print. Wow. So it was, it was an expensive, it was expensive to start. So that's why I needed the full-time and the part-time jobs that were paying me. So that is really how I got into it. And then, you know, people recognize that I was good at it. Um, and looking back, I was okay. I, I think I wasn't great by any means, but I, I think what I had that maybe other people didn't. Um, and I think this goes back to my whole criminal justice thing and just the, you know, we all have gifts. God gives us each individual gifts. And I think that my gift was looking at the situation looking at how the, this, the photo was going to be shot, what the circumstances were, what the person was wearing and creating, like finishing the look, finishing it and making it all work together instead of where now we're super influenced by, you know, social media and YouTube and just scrolling all day long on Instagram. That's what influences people. But back then it was like, art books, <laughs> old movies, whatever you had yeah. in your mind. Right. And I would just picture like, what's the scenario here? So I really yeah. think that worked for me and sure. it just kind of kept going. Um, and you know, eventually I got an agent and the agent booked me on some incredible jobs. And then I moved back to New York where my family's uh, originally from. And I worked there and just kept building. I just, I constantly took risks 
that other people didn't take and people thought it was crazy. But to be honest with you, that was just, that was just me always leaning, um, leaning on God and just taking a leap of faith. But everybody else thought it was crazy. It's so. always crazy until it happens. Right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, Noah was crazy and then it started raining. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I love that. I love that you were willing to do the things and take the risks that nobody else was willing to do. And I think that that, that set you apart, you know, not only how you were able to complete the look, you know, fill in the missing pieces, um, but you were just willing to be daring and say, you know what, I'm just going to go all in with this and see where God takes me. So, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I love I did. that. So, when I think of fashion industry, I don't know about anybody else out there, but when I think of the fashion industry, I think of this cutthroat, like dog eat dog world <laughs> where it's super aggressive sometimes. Um, was that your experience? And tell me how you were able to navigate all of that, even still being a believer. You know, it that can be the experience. There's there are all kinds of people in the industry, and some are really wonderful and lovely, but a lot of people are looking out for number one. You know, they are just they're gonna protect themselves and they're gonna be concerned with what they get out of a situation more than anybody, you know, how they feel about anybody else. If I'm not really phrasing that right, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they're, they're looking out for themselves first and they're not really worried about other people. So that definitely, I've definitely experienced that from time to time. And, you know, early on, I think I was so, um, just so happy to be in those situations, even, even moving back to New York, and I literally at the time I moved back to New York, and I I I did save money, but it was like two thousand dollars. Like that doesn't get you very far in New right, York, right? Um, to get an apartment, and I just figured I'd get there, I'd have enough money to last me like hopefully two months, and I'd figure it out. Um, and God really opened the right doors for me as far as who I was living with, and. Um, connecting me to people. So there were definitely, I mean, there can be people who are very hard and very challenging and people are much more gentle now. There's still difficult people. Like the higher up you go, the more is, whatever's at stake, like the stakes get higher. And when they do, people can be a little bit more abrupt and, you know, they just sometimes are not they're not nice, but there's still a lot of people who are, but I definitely, I mean, I've had my moments of being completely humiliated, having a photographer yell at me, um, for doing exactly what he asked me to do as far as like how he wanted the model to look. Cause I do hair and makeup. Um, okay. I also do wardrobe styling. So there've been times where they say, don't do this to her hair. And I do exactly what they tell me. And then they, against my better judgment, that's exactly the vision that they have for the photo. And so, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it mm -hmm. and then get totally humiliated because it doesn't look good because that's not what the hair should look like. So but yet they you know, told you to do it that way. Exactly. And then there have been times where I've been yelled at in front of an entire crew. I mean, many times yelled at in front of an entire crew of people. And when I was younger, I would get 
so upset and, you know, go in the bathroom and cry at times when I was on a shoot. But over time, you know, it really, um, more and more, I just realized that I'm being placed in positions where somebody may, they may not be close to or have access to anybody who believes what I believe. Hmm. And so it really is kind of a ministry in some ways. It's, I've had people say your ministry's in the chair. It's the person who's in your makeup chair. And, um, you know, in, in all honesty, I'm like a little seed dropper. I'm not really, I'm not an evangelist. That's not my gift. But that when somebody sits in my chair that I can make a connection with them and I can, you know, my goal is that they're going to see Jesus through me, that they're going to feel something and that what I'm sharing with them is going to give them maybe a different perspective. Maybe it's going to show God confidence, like not necessarily just confidence in me or them, or but a God confidence, if you know what I mean, like that they get that, they get um, something from that. So I've had incredible, incredible instances uh, where God has just opened the door with people that you know, if I didn't have a conversation with them, honestly, I, there are times where I'm just like, oh my gosh, this person, like they need to calm down or yeah. they need to like stop talking. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm thinking on the inside because they're acting wild on set and they're doing or saying inappropriate things. But then when I have a chance to talk with them, there's always some means of connecting and just, um, I think it's just trying to stay obedient to what God wants you to do and say, um, because in in and of myself, I, I'm just going to be rude. <laughs> you know, I'm just right. going to say something rude, um, right? And be short tempered. And there were times that I I was pushed to my capacity, and and I probably was rude. And there have been times where I have been backstage. I mean, I've probably done over easily over 400 runway shows. And there have been times where I've been the key person in charge of it. And I fully admit I've gone to the dark side. Like I have yelled at people under pressure and, you know, when they're not doing their job and we have, I turn around, we have 10 minutes before the, the designer show starts. And these are like sometimes really big designer shows. And, um, there's five girls sitting there with no makeup on and I'm looking at my team like what are you guys doing like what just happened right but we, we always get it done but I have definitely there have been times where I've gone to the dark side and I've yelled at people and stuff and I have to go like I have to go step back and and I always go and apologize and say you know you did a great job and I'm so sorry and that's you know how I feel about you you know that I appreciate you and um you just have to humble yourself and be like I know I lost it there, but <laughs> just um, a little bit. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> you can I, call me Darth Vader. <laughs> I think we so. all have like a side of us, right? Like a like we can get to that place because we're human. Like we can't always mm -hmm. keep it all together all the time and super yeah. zen and <laughs> right, you know, kumbaya. Yeah. Like right, especially under pressure. And I can imagine the pressure that you were under doing those shows like yeah. you have a lot of work to do and you're like basically if this doesn't go well it falls on you so yeah shows are crazy I, I will say you know if you ever watch designer shows or New York Fashion Week or Milan Fashion Week mm. um 
if you ever watch the shows on video or anything, it's so beautiful. Like when those, when those models turn the corner and they come out on the runway, it's just like, wow. And it's just this experience. It's wonderful. But backstage, it is chaos. I yes. mean, it is total chaos because there's always stuff. There's always a model that isn't finished. There's somebody that, oh, I don't like the designer doesn't like that. You've got to fix that. And and I've been many times in those situations where even when I'm on somebody else's team, it's a really funny thing that happens. I think it's my age. I think it's because I'm older and there's all these younger artists. And many, many times I have run down to where the designer is just to touch somebody up. And the designer grabs me and goes, I need you to change this. Well, it's not my place to do that. But when they tell you, you're just like, okay, I got this. Give me, okay. I'll whatever you need. Oh my so God. It's just crazy. It's, it's craziness. There's so much going on, but it's great. It's a total adrenaline. Yeah, I, bet. I can only imagine. And I think that just like with teaching, for example, like it takes a certain kind of person to be a teacher. Same with you. Like, I think that it takes a certain kind of person to be under that amount of pressure. And that because although there's so much going on, like that's the beauty of it, right? That's what you yeah. love. That's what lights you Good up. Love. Yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I love what you said about that being your ministry, you know, like not everyone was has this calling to be a pastor or, or an evangelist, but you can definitely bring Jesus into the mix wherever you are. Um, and that you said like you're a seed planter and I think everyone has a role to play. So mm -hmm. you could be planting the seed and it's someone else's job to like water the seed and it's someone else's job to cultivate, you know, and we all doing our part um, you know, that's how people ultimately get to get to salvation, get yeah. to Jesus. So, and I mean, I have to say for a long time, I felt like I'm not, I don't have the gift of evangelism. I'm not an evangelist. I can't do this. I'm not, you know, I have friends that can just like walk up to anybody and they start conversations and then, it, and I'm just like, wow. And that I am not that person. And I felt bad about that for a long time. I was like, I'm just not that. Like, what am I? I don't know. And eventually, you know, I had to be like, okay, you're not your role. Just like what you said, your role, you're not Priscilla Shire. You're not, right. you're not Beth Moore. You're not, that's not you. But what you can do is just connect with that person. Um, just really connect in the midst of a lot of um, stuff that's a lot more surfacey. You know, when you have a day of, of you're on set, I mean, there are a lot of people who are very well educated and very deep thinkers in the fashion industry, but there's just all sorts of uh, philosophies and mindsets and how they show up. So sometimes when people are screaming over what skirt is going to be featured in that editorial and I can just pull back with the person in my chair and get a deeper connection with them and just kind of build them up a little bit, not yeah. build them, you know, not necessarily, I want them to feel beautiful before they go in front of the camera, but building them up in a different way. And it took, it did take me a while before I really accepted like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. You're, yeah. You don't have to be the other role, you know, just yeah. like you said. And I think sometimes I do think sometimes we get confused with that. Like we see what other people are doing and we think, gosh, I'm not, I'm not pulling my weight here. <laughs> I'm not pulling my weight They're with like a kingdom agenda or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it took me a bit. 
It's okay like that. to that up. <laughs> yeah, relieve yourself of the pressure that you're not mm-hmm. doing enough, right? Find how you can incorporate God you know, with what you're doing, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that, that that you finally came to terms with, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is where I feel yeah. good, you know, where you feel at peace, where you feel like God has called you to this place. And this is my way of mm-hmm. sharing Jesus and being light to whoever mm-hmm. is in your chair. So yeah. tell exactly. me about maybe a, do you have, I'm sure there's many instances, but tell me about a memorable moment of like one of those conversations that you had with someone where it went a little bit deeper than just skin deep and you were able to really break through and make a connection with someone. Oh my gosh. I have been, I've been really blessed. Like I'm the one that's been really blessed. I I have no idea what effect it has on other people. I wish I did, (laughs) but I have been really, really blessed. There's so, so, so many unbelievable experiences and in places that God has put me. Um, But there's at least three or four that come to mind. One of them. And um, before I say this, like I make no judgment on anybody and what they do. I don't think it's my place to judge them. I'm just there to, you know, share and, and, and be that light. So I was working on a shoot and it was about, it was for a magazine. And it was about a lawsuit. There was, um, this is pretty controversial. There was an abortion doctor in Phoenix many years ago who was sexually assaulting women mm. while he was performing that, um, the abortions on them. And the one woman who brought it, who brought the lawsuit, um, she she was the one that blew the whistle on him. She was the one that brought the lawsuit and all these other women jumped on board and a lawyer jumped, a female lawyer jumped on board. And then here we were, it was a major women's magazine, um, major fashion magazine that was doing the whole story about these women. And she, the whole time, there was just something so... Uh, she seemed very isolated. Like other people were laughing and, you know, we were all crammed in this little room where we were doing makeup and hair before the photos. And she just seemed very isolated and she was very, very quiet. And then, and I knew that she was the one that blew the whistle on him. And then she sat, she sat in my chair, which was really a hotel bed. <laughs> we were in a hotel suite. So she's, she was sitting on the corner of the bed and I was doing her makeup. And at one point I used to volunteer um, at, crisis pregnancy center. And I used to do post-abortion counseling. So we were aware of this man there. We were aware that that we had heard that before. And, um, I was doing her makeup and I just kind of, kind of kneeled down like eye to eye with her because the way it was, I was kind of bending over to her makeup and I just kind of kneeled down and I just, and I'm going to try to not cry. And I just said, I, I heard about him beforehand. And I think that what you did is extraordinary and I'm sorry for the hurt. And I know that um, God loves you and has a plan for you. And I can't remember every single word I said, but it was along those lines. Like I kept going along those lines and she almost like let out this breath and started to get teary eyed. And I, of course, then I'm like, no, 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 don't cry because we're going to go do your makeup, makeup. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but the conversation got a little deep and I know she wasn't expecting it. And, um, and she wrote me later on, I have no idea how she got my, my information, but she got my address and she wrote me the most beautiful card, which I still have. And this was several years ago and it was just the most beautiful card. And she just thanked me and said that a weight came off her shoulders that day. And she truly just knew, she just knew that God put me in that place and told her what she needed to hear. And she was just, I, I still, I still have the card and it still makes me cry completely. But, um, there've been a lot of situations like that. There've been situations where I have been on set with people who have, you know, their upbringing, um, their spiritual upbringing, I should say is very chaotic and lots of mixed messages that are, we'll just say they have a negative view of God and <laughs> they have a negative yeah. view of Jesus. They have a wall around their heart to protect them because they've had bad experience, whether it was through their church or their family or just what was, um, or contradictions. Like we'd say that we act this one way at home and then we go to church and we act as, you know, so and I've just had instances on set, um, you know, I sat in motorhomes with people and just been able to talk to them about it. And sometimes they just need to hear, you know, they're just so wounded from it all and their, um, their confidence in themselves and their life and how they compensate. Um, and just to be able to have those conversations and just say, you know, you are you were wonderfully made. Like God knows you. He knows exactly who you are. And all of these labels and all of these stories and all these things that you've accumulated, he knows the real you and he's here for you. And he wants you to know him, you know? And so it's stuff like that. I just feel so privileged that um, he puts me in those situations. Yeah, that's so, so beautiful. And I, I think that just affirms that like God can use you wherever you are, you know, he can use you at any moment. I mean, it's not like you plan this stuff, right? You just, it's like God just works through you when the moment comes. And I think that's important for you. Um, And for Mm -hmm. anyone else that's watching that might feel like they need to say something along those lines, but they might be Mm -hmm. afraid, right? They don't want to share their faith or the encouragement. but it, I, I have found that it's in those moments that the person needs to hear it the most, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of times where I fight God and I'm like, I'm not saying that. Are you crazy? Like, no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I full, I mean, full transparency. I have had many times where I kept quiet and I wish I wouldn't have yeah. because there's still, I'm still working. I'm still, somebody else is paying me to be there. And there's times where I've gone, like, I can't just like, there's some people will get into conversations on set and I'm like, I can't get into like a back and forth with this person. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to be the best example that I can. And there were times, you know, there were times that I would go home and be like, I really should have said something. Like, I think they needed to hear it, but it was like the circumstance it just would have been, it just, it just would have been 
problematic for the people who brought me into the shoot because they're they've hired me and then to get you know you don't want to get into it you don't want to argue right. do anything like so, there's like there's a place a time and place for that and on the job is not that time and i think <laughs> you did it right you know when words when words aren't enough or when you don't have the words like you lead by example and you show people jesus through your actions right 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 and i think that you know i always try to just pray for that person if i didn't get to talk to them i just pray for them and then i also pray that either god opens a door later that is the right situation for me to talk to them or that god will put somebody else you know in their path right to share with them and i think sometimes i, I you know i don't know i think sometimes we get really confused like like what we were talking about before we get confused is what we should be doing like the shoulda coulda woulda kind of thing like oh i should have done that but when i don't follow through on what i thought i should have done i just think there's always prayer and i think that that's another way that at least if nothing else we can be obedient in that way and just praying for the person that there's either opportunity again or opportunity somewhere else um because you just, you know, you never know. You just, right. I, I mean, I have no idea what God's plans are. So, exactly. <laughs> right. And I think just, you know, there's power in prayer. And even if it's just a quick, you know, like God, give them the words, you know, mm -hmm. like bring someone alongside them to, yeah. you know, give them the words that I failed to speak, you know. And I think that um, there's so much power in that mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And even, you know, just in this time, uh, everything going on in the world, I have like, I, I kind of, I'm, I've always been somebody who prays. Like that's one of my things always my whole life. Like got to pray about that. Got to pray about that. Praying in my car, praying, <laughs> praying when I'm walking yeah. the dog. You know? um, I've always been that person, but even now more than ever, I think, especially when we have a lot of you know, there's a lot of lawlessness in the world right now. There's a lot of people being easily offended yeah. and, um, you know, there's conflict and sometimes what, what's right is being called wrong and what's wrong is being called right. And there's a lot of confusion. And I just think always, if I can do nothing else, I can just pray about that situation or that person. And if, you know, if somebody's rude, if somebody gets in my face, if somebody, uh, cuts me off in the car, whatever. Right. I can just say a quick little prayer, like, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever, um, however God strikes me at that moment to pray for that person. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. So switching direction a little bit, kind of not really. So you still <laughs> um, do makeup, I guess, for clients and different events. But I know you said that you started on this new venture of also coaching. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I still, I mean, I am definitely still doing, you know, shoots and commercials and runway shows. And well, the fashion shows haven't really started back up for me, but other jobs still doing that. But several, I mean, going back even to like the early 2000s, um, once I was really, busy and doing well, um, I was taking artists who wanted to assist under my wing, teaching them what they needed to know, helping them get their portfolio together, explaining to them what they needed to do, and just sharing all this stuff with them. 
And then more and more artists would reach out to me. And so I was doing it one by or one at a time, like one on one for years. And then I started a coaching website called My Beauty Muse in 2011. And I was just literally one on one coaching. And I would do these coaching programs with people who, um, like I was at one time working in a salon or working at the makeup counter. And they wanted to do what I what I do. And now the market is very saturated. And, and most people know how to do makeup and they know how to do their Instagram, but they don't know um, what it's like to show up on a set with a full crew and get paid. And so I took all that coaching stuff and I started a membership, a monthly membership, and I just launched it recently. And, you know, it's, I'm still navigating it to be honest because I've never done a membership, but the content is that every month and it's, I mean, I'm pouring a lot of content in every month. It's like a masterclass every month um, on a different subject to build their business. So whether that is, it's not really makeup. I'm not teaching makeup. So these are for people who know how to do makeup, but I'm teaching them business. I'm teaching them how to um, get clear branding messages, how to find their ideal client. And, um, you know, today I just did one on kind of editing, I don't want to say editing, kind of condensing. I don't know if you're familiar with Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. It's I am. I yes, so you know that yes, book. Okay, so I do. it's like condensing that for freelancers, for makeup artists. And so mm -hmm. the, the membership is really for people who are makeup artists or their hairstylists or their fashion stylists or even young photographers that you know, because people work on their book and they do all these collab or their portfolio and they work, do all these collaborations, but they don't know how to get clients. They're like, how do I, how do I do this? So all they end up doing is free work or cheap work. And so that's what I'm teaching them. So every month it's a different thing. So this month it was profit first, just condensing that into like how a freelancer can use that, how a freelancer like me, um, how that will help them to create profits and then help them grow their business. So I love all of that because I feel like sometimes someone will be good at the at the art, at the task, right? So you can have a really talented makeup artist or a really great chef or a super dope photographer. But right. if you can't get anybody to pay you for your services, <laughs> then you hobby. got a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a hobby. I tell everybody, if no one is paying you, this is an expensive hobby. And yes. you know exactly why I had a full-time job and a part-time job for so long. Cause I was just working with people and I didn't know that, that some of those people were taking advantage of me. I didn't know that certain photographers were hiring me and paying me super cheap, but then they were charging the client like five times more than they were paying me, you know? So things like, it's just all those things. And um, there's so many elements to running a business, no matter what kind of business you have. Um, whether you're a solopreneur or you have people that you hire or you have teams or whatever, there's just so much to it these days, especially. I mean, we have to be our own marketing and branding and social media and, um, you know, everything. So, And I think that's really great for anyone that's listening to this. Um, invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that just, oh, I'll just watch free videos on YouTube or I'll figure it out or, you know, there's so many other free resources. It's mm -hmm. yeah. But you, when you invest in a coach and a mentor for someone to give you the blueprint, you are yeah. cutting your time 
in half, right? Like they are giving you everything you need to know to be successful. And I would highly recommend. (laughs) I mean, that is like you hit the nail on the head and that's what I call it. It's a step-by-step blueprint. It's a recipe. So like, um, I don't know if you know who Dean Graziosi is, but he is actually, I've worked with Dean for years. Um, Really? Yeah, I I have the great fortune of they they have launched KBB, him and Tony Robbins. So I've been able to do both their makeup and Brendan Burchard. So I've been in the room with a lot of people who are like, you know, the personal growth people of our current time. Right. And so Dean, what Dean would always say, and this is so perfect, is like, if you want to bake a perfect chocolate cake, like you go to a restaurant, you get dessert, you have the perfect chocolate cake. Cause like, there's a couple of things you can do. You can either go home, Google the recipe, try to figure it out, go buy all the stuff, experiment, make it. Um, you can go buy it from the same restaurant. It might cost you a little bit, or you can go to the restaurant and say, could you please show me how to make this? Like, I just want you to show me how to make this cake. It's going to cut out so much time and so many mistakes and so much extra money. Exactly. And that's what it does. I mean, that's what it does. And I think the other thing too, you know, there's a lot of free content out there and I do a lot of free content as well. And, you know, weekly emails and stuff like that, which people need for sure. But I think that most people who coach, um, they're not going to give you all the things for free. So they're going to hold back some of, some of the most pivotal stuff for your career, your business or whatever, whatever the coach does, whatever that coach teaches they're going to hold back on that stuff for the people who are going to put a little skin in the game. And I know that that kind of, that kind of sounds bad, but you know, if you put a little skin in the game, put a little bit of money down, you're going to, it's going to just open up. You have to open up the world. You mm-hmm. have to, because I mean, we have our own business. My husband has a coaching program and we actually mm-hmm. work with pastors, right? We help them get their ministry online and make social media yeah. super easy for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't value what they don't pay for. So like you said, like there has to be some kind of risk involved. Some, like you'll take it seriously if you have to pay for it, right? Like exactly. if you buy something, like you better take care of that because I just spent right. money on that, right? Right, but exactly. Free, people don't value it. So yeah, I get there's, it. There's so much free. I mean, they they value it to a point. And, you know, I was even thinking about today as I was doing the Profit First class, I was thinking of all the people who really wanted to sign up for my membership. It's not very expensive and they wanted to sign up, but all during the pandemic, they said, I can't afford it. Like I can't afford $20. I can't afford $27. And in doing all the Profit First stuff and teaching that, you know, it really got me thinking like, what's happening? I know money is tight for a lot of people. And my whole industry shut down for two and a half months, like nothing crickets. There was nothing going on. Like if I wanted a job, I couldn't even get a job. So, um, so I get that. So there was a lot of people who just didn't have the money and people are still trying to get back up again. But it's, it just made me think like, we need to be good stewards of things in a way that if $20 comes up, we can say, okay, I'll just cut out some Starbucks. No offense, Starbucks, but I'll just cut out some Starbucks this month no, for real. so that I can pay for this. Or I'm going to spend $20 less on eating out so that I can invest in myself and my career and make more money in the end. So I agree you know, with that. Yeah, definitely. I do. 
So let's maybe close with this. What advice or encouragement um, do you have for someone maybe, okay, let's do this two-part question. <laughs> so first one, someone who is, um, we kind of just talked about it, but someone who is in that freelance life wants mm -hmm. to maybe take their passion, take what they love to do and be, make, turn it into a business and be able to be profitable from it. What is your number one advice or encouragement? Um, and then for someone <laughs> um, who is in this position of being a light, maybe not a freelancer necessarily, but they're in a nine to five job or they have, you know, their career that they love, but they're afraid of being the light and sharing their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, what encouragement would you have for them as well? Okay, well, for the person who who has their job and wants to go to the next level if they're a freelancer, I mean, honestly, oh, that's so hard to, to encourage them to do that. I mean, I still, like I said, I definitely believe in prayer. I think you've got to get, you've got to, there's no substitute for spending time in God's presence. Like that's going to be yes. everything. But um, I, I think if you want to make a leap, if you want to grow your business, you do have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in some kind of coaching or someone helping you or even doing some kind of apprenticing with somebody. You know, you give them something, you give your time so you can learn from them, but you have to give your time to them. So whatever, whatever form that comes in, if you don't have the money to do it, then give your time, work with somebody that's really, really good and show up 200% and give them your time and do what they need and just soak it all in so that you can learn or find people who can coach you or mentor you. Um, I don't even know if I just answered your question. Yeah, you but, did. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. But I do, I think you have to be clear, really clear on what your end result is there. Like what's the end result transformation that you need before you even go that route. Um, that's key because I mean, there have been times where I just jumped and I didn't know where I was going. Like it was just like, I'm gonna do this. And then I was like, okay, it's what I call a beautiful distraction. I think that things can look shiny and pretty and wonderful when you jump into them. And then you realize like, okay, if I just would have gotten really quiet and, and listened to what God has for me, I would have known that is a beautiful distraction just keeping me away from the things that I really should be doing. So that's, that's a huge, a good, long answer to that. That's um, a good point, though. That was like solid gem right there. <laughs> I've done that so many times. I speak from experience. That's how I, that's why I'm like, that was a completely lovely distraction um, from the path that I was supposed to be on. Um, and so the other part of the question is if you are working and you just want to show up and be light again, I think you have to spend time in God's presence. You know, I, I have a morning routine, a morning practice that I do every single day. Uh, it keeps getting kind of long because I have some health issues and I'm like working on those, but I always make time to spend time in scripture and prayer and just getting quiet and just listening. Um, sometimes you don't always hear on that day. You might hear a week later from God what he really wants. But it's just um, somebody said one time that like you never 
you will never not get the answer with the more, wait, am I saying this right? You won't, there's never a time where you won't get the answer if you spend more time in God's presence. Does that yeah. make sense? Did I say yeah. that right? I'm like, I'm I got sure. it. <laughs> but, um, but I think as far as being a light, I think you just have to show up. You just show up. And if you're afraid, then, you know, try to be a little bit bold. <laughs> but there have been many times where I have just been bold and I'm like, whoo, that was, I can't believe I said that. But I think, I think God calls us to be bold at times when we don't think we can. And I think that he's perfect in our weakness. So if we just remember that, that, you know, I'm scared, I don't know what to say. And you don't have to, you, you don't have to, like what took me years to realize, I don't have to be Priscilla Shire. I don't have to be Billy Graham. I don't have to be Beth Moore. I just have a role that I'm planting the seeds and God will put me in that moment. And I always pray for the opportunities that he wants. Like, who is the person that you want me to talk to? You know, reveal that to me and then give me the words because I don't, I'm going to mess it up if I just use my own words, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that helps anybody. I hope it does, but it me. that's kind well. of... <laughs> that's kind of how I just have learned to show up because yeah. in my case, every day on set, you're working with different people. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not showing up and seeing the same people. I might be in a job for a week with all the same people, but usually there's different people every day that I'm working with. So I just have to show up and be bold. And, um, if you're, if you're going to the same place and working with the same people all the time, sometimes that makes it even more challenging because you don't want to offend anybody when you have to show up at work with them the next day. So that's why we need to just listen, <laughs> let God provide the opportunity and give us the words. Um, and yeah. so, you know. I agree. I think um, what you said for both of those, like the, like the big takeaway is like, there is no substitute um, for being in God's, in God's presence. There is no, anything that you could do in place of that yeah. and have the same result. Like you have to be mm -hmm. spending time in God's word and in his presence. And like you said, quieting mm -hmm. ourselves to listen for what he has for us. Mm -hmm. And I'll actually yeah. even piggyback on that a step further is that we have access to that power through the Holy spirit. Like he mm -hmm. is our helper, right? Like he is our agent here on earth. Yeah. feel like you're needing a little extra courage or boldness okay. ask ask for the holy spirit to give you that boldness um mm -hmm. to give you the right words to speak so that way you can be that seed planter wherever you find yourself yes and believe me i've spent many times in the car like i there's no when i was younger there was music going on in the car now <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing going on in the car sometimes i will put you know my little gospel cds or whatever but um it's, it's quiet car because I need to be like, just getting in that moment. And that's usually when I'm like, okay, I know I already prayed. I know I already did this stuff, but I'm feeling a little nervous and I just need you to lead me and give yeah. me those words when I don't have the words or when I'm being a complete dork. And I've spent a lot of times in my life where I was just not, I mean, I'm the first to say I was not in line with that. I was trying and I was all over the place and I was leading like a crazy existence because for, for part, the once I did start working full time as a makeup artist, there were times where I was traveling for two weeks and I was getting up, um, you know, 
if we have sunrise shots and I have two models to get ready, I was getting up at three in the morning, getting ready. Models are coming to my door at four. I'm getting their makeup. We're running to the motorhome, and then we're out all day shooting until sunset. And then you get back to the hotel room, the crew wants to eat dinner, you know, so there were times where I was really exhausted. So my prayer and morning routine was literally me hitting the snooze button 50 times because I would set my alarm so early at like two in the morning. And I, don't ask me why that does nothing. It just makes you more tired. And so then <laughs> I would hit the snooze button. And then the whole time I'm getting ready, I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, and I'm in the shower. Okay, Lord. And then, I was, you know, so there were definite times that I didn't have the full on morning routine, but I was still just, you know, trying to submit. And I think it's okay, whatever, whatever stage of life that you're at, just as long as you make that little bit of time and you just honor him with that, he's, he's going to, he's going to give you the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> seeds. So a hundred, yeah, it's a bunch of imperfect steps. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just right. keep doing right. it imperfectly. I love it. So for anyone that's um, tuning in that wants to maybe connect with you, um, be part of your membership uh, coaching program, or maybe in need of your services, how can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Okay, so I have my business name is different. Uh, my coaching is different. But on Instagram, if you want to connect with me through Instagram, it is my name, but it's Diane underscore Aiello. And also my email is Diane at dianeiello.com. Um, my coaching site is my beauty muse. So it's M Y the word beauty and then muse M U S E. Um, and so that's the website and people can find me there and email me there, but anywhere, Instagram is great. Um, through my regular email is great. And you know, if somebody wants to connect for coaching or questions, it's, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. so. yes. Make sure to check out Diane, um, her Instagram or at mybeautymuse.com, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And you can definitely connect with her there, ask her questions. Um, and mm -hmm. she'd love to hear from you. So don't be shy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be shy. <laughs> People reach out to me all the time. So yes. Diane, thank you so much for taking thank the you. time to be on with me. I so appreciate you sharing your heart and your wisdom. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. I just felt it was such a blessing. I really appreciate you. And I I just, I love being able to, to chat with you and share and drink my coffee that I don't normally drink. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. Thank you so much though, really. And to everyone who was listening and tuning in, we appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Um, you are so loved and we are praying for you. So until the next time, I'll talk to you soon.